listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 73, where we will be discussing chapter 14 in Clockwork Angel, Blackfriars Bridge. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. What? what? So um, we're going to pick up that conversation right where we left that. Um, we before we hit <laughs> Before we hit record. <laughs> Robin was um, confessing her sins to us. <laughs> no, basking in my glory. No, <laughs> no. The glory of Satan because you're burning in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that got intense. <laughs> Quickly. Okay, listen. I've joined the occult. The Colts, the collab, and I got my first pair, and not last, of cocodrilos or Crocs on Friday, and my feet are cushioned in little tiny clouds of happiness. I can't. It's It's too much for me. It's too much. And I wore them to Ikea... I can't believe you wore them out of the house. Well, here's the thing for Robin, though, which I don't blame her for the most part, but she has to wear socks with them. Yeah. And oh. so it sort of defeats the purpose of them being Crocs because the point is you can get them all dirty and stuff. But I guess I get it because they're all sweaty. Oh. No. I- you wear them with socks? Who are you? Stop it. Can you see? No. I just snorted. They're black no. socks. Dude, and I am someone who wears wool socks with Birkenstocks, okay? I have a lot of give, but Crocs are the, the straw that breaks the camel's back. I can't Ooh. handle it. I'm going to wear them with wool socks, too, in the winter. Fucking Mario Batali, man. It's so great. Um, no. Okay, look. When your feet are as flintstone and flat <laughs> and tamale feet too. like Guilty. as mine are, you need yeah. extra cushion. I'm not against the Crocs. Okay. I just haven't broken down and gotten them yet because I just wear my Burks all the time. <laughs> Even in I the would winter. totally. Me too. Me too. <laughs> but well, that's why I wear the socks so I can wear yeah. them in winter. <laughs> Cause it's it's my main footwear, mm, probably like 360 days out of the year. Yeah, the other well, five bought- it's snowing and I'm wearing hiking boots. Right, I just stay. If inside. you guys remember the crocky type Burks that I got off Amazon that William poop yes. got poop on and then yes. the whole thing. I'm I've actually broken. wearing a pair of those right now. It's perfect. <laughs> I've broken three pairs of them. Oh yeah. So you know, I just had to. Take a step up. It's gotta, weird to you, me that you, both of you guys are wearing shoes in your house at 930 at night. Oh, I don't. I don't go barefoot in my house. I, I we, we have hardwood floors and cats. Like, that's just asking to get shit on the bottom of your feet. No. Okay. Okay. Um, My feet hurt if I don't have shoes on. Like, I, I have, what is it, plantar fasciitis? Uh-huh. So I just, okay. I can't. Okay. I diagnosed myself with that, mind you. Of course you did, because why would you go to the doctors? Right. When you have WebMD. 
<laughs> we talked about this those, two um, episodes ago. That's what they do. <laughs> doctor Souls things at Walmart. Right. <laughs> She's like, oh, I don't no doctor. I got Dr. Souls. You're like, ooh, I knew I had the fasciitis. <laughs> <laughs> that and my knees, man. I got bad knees. Great. I got, weird, I got a bad freaky. back, so I I can't mm. I Mine can't hate on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she, do you have to? We're do just this old right now. Yeah, this is what happens. This is thirty, you guys. You yep, start falling apart, and that's all you talk about. <laughs> I I pulled the straps down, and I told because I was like, I gotta go in four by four. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I got to do the joke. Oh, gosh. Oh. Rob is just living her best meme life. Dude, I love it. It's my so favorite. Great. Oh, dude. I've been working in the yard for the past few weeks, mm. trying to get the garden up and running and stuff because I moved my beds around and everything and I had to bring in more dirt. So I went and I'm obviously very late into the season, but thankfully we're a moderate climate so mm-hmm. our season goes like m- till middle of october before <laughs> our first frost so we, we've got time still so i went to fred meyers and they had like all of these plant starts that were because i i only did a few of my own from seed this year because it was just it, there was a lot of work yeah but um they had plant starts but it's so late in the season that these plant starts that are like billed as six inch plant starts are like 12 inches because it's so late in the season. They've just been sitting in these, you know. And so they're a little, like, they're a little sad, but they'll come back. No big deal. And they were like 99 cents. I bought probably, I think I bought like 15 plants. And I spent like $35. <laughs> I was like, this is the best. So what, what did you get? Yeah. yeah. Um, I got, I think I have like six tomato varieties three tomatillo varieties Mm. um i already have my melons and my zucchini and um cucumbers and stuff planted um and then i've got bean starts that i started that i just need to plant and oh and i have peas are you gonna what are you gonna do with that mini tomatoes give them to you (laughs) i have my own tomato plants yeah yeah yeah. Well, I have two tomato plants, two tomatillo plants, serranos, jalapenos, and yeah. Oh, that I got peppers. Lettuce. Too. Yeah. I have Anaheim. <laughs> like, uh, lettuce. Poblano, jalapeno. Ooh, dang! I, I didn't do anything three. this year. I should well, say I was my husband I was like, didn't do anything this year. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking I could make salsa, but I guess my mom was saying it's hard to can tomatoes because they can go. You have to get the acidity right. If you yeah. add lime oh, juice, okay. I mean, and if you're going to can it um, instead of like freezing it, because you could totally freeze it and it'd be perfectly fine. Um, but if you wanted to can it and have it be safe, uh, shelf stable, um, just make sure you follow uh, like a recipe for like, you know, in terms of like tomatoes to acid or mm-hmm. throw a little bit of citric acid in it. They have them all online. Like, you can find a recipe that has it, and then you can, like, do whatever you do for your salsa, but use, like, the measurements of the ratios to right. make sure that when you can it, it's good to go. 
Or I was thinking of just freezing a bunch of different kinds. Yeah. I mean, freezing it, then you don't have to fucking do anything. You mm-hmm. can just vacuum seal that shit. I've done that before where I've done, like, got a pack of chicken and marinated it mm-hmm. a couple different ways. And it sits in the freezer until it's time to cook it. Meal prepping for the win. Wow. Okay. This is a very old lady intro. Yep. yep. <laughs> Winning. And I'm afraid that since uh, after our recap, I go first, um, it's not going to get any better for a while. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do our best. uh, Right. Oh, Amanda, do you have anything to add? I'm sorry. No. No. Okay. (laughs) Listening to growing, gardening, and shoes. (laughs) Well, you're growing a human doing the the hardest task. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have to plant anything this year. I'm building me an eyeball. (laughs) Your husband already planted it. (laughs) You didn't make my heart. We're going to go with it. Yes, I did. I did build your heart. Remember saying that to Adriana. I made you. You didn't make my heart. Actually. (laughs) Kind of how it works. You're not an automaton. You don't have a fake heart. Or like a half- a lacquered heart or a no mm-hmm. gullet why why did they keep why using use gullet? the word that's what yes why <laughs> did you okay really quick speaking of gullet did you see that story about the guy that got eaten by the whale like that he was in the whale's mouth yes no. the lobster I read that diaper today. what was it um nemo's dad <laughs> <laughs> and nemo's dad yeah, it was like a humpback, and he was like, he didn't realize what happened at first, and then he realized he wasn't in pain because he thought, like, a shark had, like, attacked him, but everything went dark, and he was like, what the hell's going on? But he, he was like, he still had his, like, breathing stuff on, so he could still wow. breathe. And the whale just, like, spit him back out. They're like, humpback whales aren't aggressive, you know, so it was probably, probably an accident. didn't see him. Yeah, was trying to eat a big school of fish and didn't see him. <laughs> and was like, oh, that tastes weird. Uh. <laughs> Spandex. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. But I was like, I can't believe, like, this, you'd never have to buy a drink at a bar again. <laughs> right. Like, that's yep. how I write stories. Like, life experiences, like, especially when it's, like, really shitty. I'm like, oh, can you make this a funny story? Because nine <laughs> times out of ten, you can. And yeah. if you can, you can eat off that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, what do you guys say we uh, cut the chit-chat and kick things off with Robin's recap? Previously on <laughs> Downworld or Dish. <laughs> Amanda just zoolandered. Blue steel. <laughs> what is this? The center for ends? It's my favorite. It's the best. It's the only part I remember from that movie. Anyway. Oh, I bought it. We watched it the other day. Okay. Because I feel like my, my daughter had to see it. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tess is woken up by Sophie telling her she's literally slept the day away. It was time to get up and bathe and eat something. Tess is having an anxiety hangover, bowling over the events of the morning. Because technically, right, was early wee hours of the morning. Mm-hmm. When she's finished getting ready, she heads to Nate's sick room, only to be shy of surprise of a Jessamine sitting in a chair reading. 
Jessamine explains her plan to finagle Nate into being her husband by pretending to care about him and tend to him while he's sick. Tessa's rightly grossed out and plans to object when Jessamine sends her to see Charlotte. When she arrives at the door, she's able to hear some major gossip and cheese me. The only problem is that it's Will talking shit about the Gray family. When Tessa can stand no more, she pops in like, Surprise, Mother Effa! I've been out here the whole time, and I heard everything you said. <laughs> Will and Tessa exchange verbal blows that end with Charlotte getting hurt as well. Tessa makes a dramatic exit and decides to go stew out on the steps to cool off. Literally. Jim quickly finds her and puts on the car stairs charm, eventually leading her out of the gates to visit his favorite spot in London town. What an episode. <laughs> All right. So uh, Tessa stands up and marches her little peeved butt right off the consecrated ground and into the damp London night with a boy. <laughs> so, okay. I know that this is Jem and he's perfect in every feasible way. Uh, and therefore, there's nothing to worry about. However, I would reboot that ah, words. I would be remiss not to mention the life-saving value of the buddy system. Okay? Yes. So, this applies to most situations, but for the context of this example, ladies, when you agree to go somewhere alone with someone, tell a friend. The who, what, where, send an outfit of the day text or, you know, Snapchat or whatever. Take a pic of their license plate. Drop a pin. Whatever you have to do, just get creative. The point is that you make sure somebody knows where you're going and who you're going with. So let's stay safe and come home alive. Okay, I'm done momming. Sorry. I learned yes, how this- to um, share my location yeah. on Snapchat. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Robin. Same, I didn't see your hand. This, that's okay. The same rule applies when you go camping yeah. or hiking. <sighs> Tell somebody. Every time before I go camping, I text my mom. This is where we're going. This is mm-hmm. how many days I expect. If I don't text you Sunday night, send a search party. Yep. Same goes Even though for I'm going flights, with my husband and my kids. Road trips. All of these things. And they're all specifically designed to make sure that if something bad happens, someone's looking for you. <laughs> and they have a starting point. Okay? It's real important. Yep. Because we know those first 48... Amanda, we know. I mean, there's a TV show. It just. Right. It's embedded in your mind. Right, Robin? After 48 hours, they just throw your case away. <laughs> They're like, it's not going to get solved. Next. Cold case. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let's throw this again. thing on ice. <laughs> um, okay. So anyways, back to the story. Gem and Tessa are promenading down the streets of London, just chatting, you know, small talk. Gem comments on the weather and tells Tessa, you know, you get used to it after, uh, you know, you get used to it after a while. The rain, not the smell. <laughs> Fair. And, okay. So, like, I had to interrupt because, like, my nerd brain started going. So, the way I hear people talk about London and like all of England is like how rainy and dreary and gray it is. And I've always been told that they have like the same climate as we do here in the Pacific Northwest. So like I'm, I've always been like homies, rain homies. Yeah. We get you. We're, we're deprived of vitamin D too. 
C? Severely. D. D. Yeah, D. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I did a little Google Google. Amanda's not, by the way. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> Deprived of vitamin D. <laughs> Yes, Robin. All the vitamins I have to take. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I meant. <sighs> so I, I looked it up. So it's all lies, sort of. So it's true that England and the Pacific Northwest have uh, like fall under the same climate subgroup, oceanic. But London gets, London gets on average 23 inches of rain a year. Which seems like a lot, right? Mm. Like you're like, damn. Um, until you look up Portland's average, which is 43 inches a year. <laughs> I think we got an inch like, today. <laughs> what are you complaining about? Honestly, right? What are you complaining about? Sounds nice, right? <laughs> Half the amount of rain we get, right? I don't even feel like it's that bad. The rain, so uh, I love so the of rain. Of course, I couldn't stop. Because I'm, I'm a loser. Um, so fun fact time. Uh, the wettest place in Oregon is in Polk County, where the highest annual rainfall was recorded in 1996 with 204 inches of rain in a single year. God. That's crazy. That's a lot. Um, and the wettest place in the UK is Sealweight, Allerdale. Probably murdered that with an average annual rainfall of 140 inches of rain a year. Um, their stuff is like really, um, like their what's the word recording is weird. Like they didn't have, they had a lot of like per month stuff. They didn't have like the, the, you know, highest annual rainfall or anything like that. It was very, see, weird. they don't even track it because it's not right. even that much. <laughs> right. <laughs> Or they're so not like, like U.S. We got to be the biggest and the best of everything. So we got to <laughs> track the highest. We got to track it all. The highest. Exactly. They're like, it's just a lot. Okay. We don't care. <laughs> okay. The only thing I will say, what is the average? Like, like, do we, we get hotter though? Like, cause you know, we're over a hundred in the summer sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't look that up, but maybe that'll be for the next episode. North? Maybe yeah. it's just colder. Like, they, they may have more, like, overcast days, even without, like, the amount mm. of precipitation that we get. Right. That's fair. When it rains, it pours yeah. here. <laughs> right. Like, today. Jesus yep. Christ. An hour ago. So I was off like, and what on. is happening? But it's just 75 time, degrees like, and pouring down rain. Disgusting. Just humid. It's just swamp. Ugh. But at the same time, I'm like, we really fucking need it because we are in serious need of rain. Yeah. And next week, it's going to be nice, too. This is what we need. Yeah. Especially since fire season started early before summer this year. (laughs) Oh, good times. Good times. What a year to be alive. 2021. So uh, <laughs> now that I've forced that useless knowledge on you, let's get back to the date uh, or friendly walk to Jem's most favorite place in London. Yeah, definitely not a date. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. There's no chaperone. How could it be? Right. Exactly. <laughs> that would that would be naughty. So uh, Tessa's feeling lo- the London. Nope. 
<clears throat> Tessa's feeling London at night. Less traffic, fewer horses equals less shit in the road and all that. <laughs> um, it's a pretty nice evening stroll, taking in the sights of the city sands, the chaos of the busy day. But our girl's a thinker, and she can't help but wonder what else the shadow world is hiding in plain sight. And Jem's like, I got you, boo-boo. Your wish is my command. Uh, pointing out a bank across the street and telling her to let her mind water like she's looking at one of those magic eye optical illusion posters from the 90s. Yes. <laughs> like on mall rats. Yeah. <laughs> we want to see the sailboat. Yeah. Dude, can can we just take a moment to recognize the fact that, like, there was a store. Like, because that's not made up from nowhere. Nowhere. There was a store that sold, like, <laughs> that shit in the mall. Yeah. Malls now are all, like, high-tech video game, like, adult video game places. <laughs> like, bowling alleys and shit. With, like, a lonely JCPenney or something. Yeah. <laughs> that constantly says, like, closing sale. We're like going oh, out of business sale. Sad. Oh, okay. Um, so t- Tessa's like, ah, shit, dog. Where the bank was before now stood a rickety old tavern, the Devil's Tavern to be specific. And I'm like, uh, that's a little ominous. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> different different I mean, business hours for sure, first yeah, of all. I, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like this is going to like come into play later. And you want to know what pops in this bitch's head? She's seeing weird alien silhouettes in the windows of a building of a building that wasn't there two seconds ago. And she thinks to herself, oh, that's where Will was last night. In the words of my favorite ginger, she needs to sort out her priorities. Since I'm not allowed to do the accent. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tessa's still Or surprised. worse. Right. <laughs> Tessa's still digmatized, so it takes her a minute to realize a super hot, smart, compassionate, kind guy is standing next to her. And she's all, this is your favorite place? <laughs> <laughs> I bet she's wishing she used the buddy system now, huh? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Jem, Jem's like, uh, have you met me? No, gross. <laughs> But don't worry, Tessa's not really paying attention to the cute boy. She's Monday watching, and they're really walking by the tavern like they don't even notice it. Huh. It's almost like it's, sorry, Alec, magic. That's my magic sound. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. I just, I I didn't even hear anything from you guys for digmatized. That was good. It was good. Yeah. Thank you for validating me after the Yeah. <laughs> you deserve it. Uh, here's a pat on your back. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Despite Tessa's silence, rude, Jem goes on to explain that it used to be a regular tavern, but then it started to turn into a downworld downworlder hang so the shadow hunters stepped in as they do and made them glamour it to protect it from unsuspecting mondays but uh wait 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 wait, wait. mondays mondays <laughs> no mondays oh. <laughs> yes yes <sighs> Oh my god. Oh, I'm gonna have okay, that. So, like, 
fucking what if somebody song needs a bang? You <laughs> <I> said <laughs> bang. <laughs> the temper will suffice. I just I'm raised sure. my hand. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, no, I think man. I think. Included in the glamour is like a aversion spell. So like a Monday wouldn't just like be like, oh, this looks okay. like a make I would want to go into. Right. Um, it's no Wells Fargo. Right. <laughs> right. Got it. Oh yeah. Okay. So they they made them glamour it to protect it. But um and Jem's like, okay, yeah. So that's what happened, but uh, it's getting late and you're being boring as fuck. So <laughs> let's just get this over with, shall we? <laughs> JK, JK. Jem's too much of a gentleman to say that out loud, but I'm not, and I did. Um, Jem continues his history lesson, telling Tessa that the Knights of the... Oh, sorry. I always say this wrong. The Knights Templar were chummy with the Shadowhunters back in the day. Uh, and he, uh, I'm going to read like this excerpt because I've got questions about it. <clears throat> so, as they came out of the network of streets onto Blackfire's Bridge itself, quote, many think... Many think that the Silent Brothers are the original Blackfriars, though no one can prove it. This is it, he added, gesturing before him. My favorite place in London. And so, okay. So I had to Google because I was a little bit confused. I wasn't sure if he was saying that, like, the Knights of Templar are the same as Blackfriars. Like, because he said, like, the shadow... Like, it's, it's all, like, one sentence and it's, like, one statement. So I wasn't really sure what he meant. So, I googled it. Yeah, I'm trying to read it, but yeah, please. And uh, from what I can tell, there are two different patron groups of the Catholic Church. So, the Templar was active from 1119 to 1312. And the Black Friars uh, actually refer to the Dominican Order, um, whose members are known for wearing black robes. Um, And the order was founded in Toulouse, France, by the Spanish priest Saint Dominic in 1216 and is still active to this day with 5,647 members. So, How do you get that many people in one place? You just have like a really large building. They all Zoom. I don't know. I don't know that they <laughs> necessarily like all congregate or if it's okay. like different like section like, you know. That's fair. Like um the what is it? The, the thing. <laughs> the Freemasons? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So there's yeah. like different um sectors. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> so, I still don't understand what he meant by that because they don't appear to be the same thing and i yeah so like maybe like original like og black friars were the first silent brothers or i don't know, I'm gonna Google I don't know. <clears throat> the first silent brother is the parabatai of jonathan Shadowhunter. david oh. it says He's still alive. Wait, hold on. The first silent brother is a parabatai of Jonathan Shadowhunter, David, who after being traumatized took a permanent vow of silence 
devoted his time to research, David and his followers soon began sacrificing bits of their humanity for more angelic power, until David finally founded the Silent Brotherhood and built the beginnings of the Silent City. Mm. The foundation of the Silent Brothers was initially built around the hopes that their kind would someday no longer need to be warriors, but finally attaining peace once they drove the horde of demons back and away from their dimension. And then it says, notes from the Silent City suggest that the brothers were seeking a cure for the forsaken in the mid-1200s. Okay. Uh, anyway. So, okay. So that would make sense if, like, maybe some of those priests, because the Catholic Church knows about the Shadowhunters. And from what Jem said, the, the Knights Templar were, like, buddies with the Shadowhunters because they were kind of doing, like, the same stuff. Crusade! Um, right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so it would make sense that either or could have been turned into shadow hunters with the cup and then ended up becoming silent brothers. So, okay. That makes interesting. Sure. <clears throat> Cause oh, both were, I, were active during that time. I read that from the, the wiki, by the way, nice. and not all of it because you know, yeah. Spoilers. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's probably like a rumor, but it could be true. We don't know. We don't know if they're his, you know, when David started the Silent Brothers, he needed to recruit people. They weren't Blackfriars, right? Mm-hmm. For some reason, anyway. it reminds me of the um, police that catch Santa in um, um, Elf. <laughs> I don't know why. That's all I can picture. Because they're like the bad guys, sort of. I don't know. It's just it's in my mind. Are you now. talking they, about like the the mounted policemen in yeah. S- Central Park? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maybe because they're on horses. I don't know. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay. Wow. So. <laughs> Anywho, so Tessa looks over the bridge, which is where um, Jem had brought them, and she's like, "Ew." <laughs> It's like not pretty here at all. WTF, mate. And Jem is like, yeah, yeah, the bridge is U-G-L-Y. But. You ain't got no alibi. Yeah. <laughs> that means that people don't really come here to sightsee. So it's more for me. And Tessa did her best to be polite and admire the view. But the smell of salt, dirt, and rot mixed with fog was a bit off-putting. And so she quoted um, poetry under her breath, and um, I don't know, it's funny to me to kind of compare, like, she's obviously quoting poetry because that's what she knows, but for me, like, I quote songs from the late 90s and early 2000s, or, um, like, lame movies, they just are always in my brain. Napoleon Dynamite is I Live By. Obviously, we (laughs) quoted Zoolander. I don't know poetry. (laughs) I know Elf. (laughs) Right. <laughs> but like so, <laughs> poetry was like old school movies. Yeah, that's true. It's like the 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 eighties movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Jem comments that he had heard Will quote that same thing before, and Tessa points out how strange it is that someone like Will likes poetry. And um, Jem tells her that Will is like an elephant, and he never forgets, or I guess more like he has a really good memory, and he's constantly reading. <laughs> So Tessa takes this chance of talking about Will to dig right in, of course. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, oh, speaking of. um, Let me grab my shovel just a moment. (laughs) She has one of those Boy Scout ones that folds. She just pulls it out of her her dress. (laughs) Her rucksack. (laughs) 
<laughs> so she asks Jem about his feelings for Will, which I think is, I don't know, it's weird. And he tells her that he loves Will as much as a brother. And Tessa's like, I totally don't get it. He's such a D-bag to everyone else, but he clearly cares for you. So, yeah, so she's she's basically like he's clearly he like he clearly cares for you. So, like, tell me all your secrets. How do you do it? I want him to care about me, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so Jem thinks for a moment and then he realizes that he wait. Like, he's not sure. <laughs> Sorry, it was that didn't totally make sense. I forgot what we were talking about. Sometimes that happens to me. <laughs> Pregnancy brain. Anyway, he he think he used to think that uh, Will's feelings for him were because they both were without parents. But before he can continue, Tessa has to interject like a freaking child, and she's like, "But I'm an orphan, and so is Jessamine." Dude, <laughs> let it's him not about you, Tessa. Yeah. <laughs> and Gemma's like, "Yeah, that's true," but Tessa continues, and um. She's like he's night he's like kind one minute and rude the next and she can't decide if it's he's like an accidental dick or an on purpose dick. <laughs> <laughs> and Gemma's like does it matter? <laughs> right? So Tessa ignores him, of course, and keeps going. And so then she starts reminiscing about the night Will came into Gem's room and seemed drunk. And she points out that he sobered up really quickly and that's like not a thing. She's like my brother never did that. <laughs> And she points out that Will didn't smell like alcohol. She checked. Mm-hmm. She's <laughs> calling him on this shit. She's like, okay, but like if he's not pretending, then why is he pretending about this shit, bitch? Yeah. She's mm-hmm. like, I've got proof. She's like, check, let me check my notes. <laughs> what did you say? Trouble. Kristen, she's got receipts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like, That's perfect. On November 24th. <laughs> He pretended to be drunk, so don't tell me he's I not mean, a liar, because he is. To be fair, it might be in her diary. Right. <laughs> you guys That's ever find your diary from, like, fifth grade? It's embarrassing. No, because I burned them all. <laughs> oh, I should Good. do that. I, I was wish- mad at my mom for not taking me to the store to buy magazines of Justin Timberlake pictures. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Oh, God. Robin, remember when we were going to start a band, but neither of us could play? (laughs) I mean, you did play drums for a while, but it was a different kinds of drums. Right. I do remember that. (laughs) And I have no musical talent at all. (laughs) It was just a timpani drum. We we just wrote, wrote emo songs that never happened. It's a bongo. Kristen's going to recite poetry and Robin's going to play the (laughs) But I'm going to snap. My loins. Even better. (laughs) That's even better. I love it. I'm going to write poetry so Will can quote it. (coughs) Yeah. There you go. (coughs) So um, Jem was like, yep, that's my boy. But honestly, Jem had wondered the same thing um, in the past. Like, so he followed Will one night. And basically... Will just wandered around all night and didn't talk to anyone at all. And the next day, he told Jem some story about an adventure um, that he was on the night before. And Jem was like, that didn't happen. I saw you. But he didn't say that, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Probably because that would be weird. Like, he just never told him. He just let Will completely tell this story and lie to him. And um, 
I think I would not want to tell Robin if I had followed her around all night. So I would just let her lie to me too. <laughs> so it's cool. Uh, so anyway, he, um, I would realizes you wouldn't say anything either. Oh no, no, I would say something. <laughs> like let her I finish like her whole lying. story and then be like, no. Yeah. Oh, I would get so much joy from, for like asking them what they did and just sitting back and letting them tell me all the stuff that they did so before funny. being like, no, you didn't. <laughs> like, that would, I would be giddy. I mean, that would, that would give me like a high for like a week. I'd be so happy. <laughs> I'd be like, gotcha, bitch. Exactly. <laughs> to be clear, I would never do that. <laughs> You are such a liar. <laughs> no, oh you'd leave your God. phone at home so it would ping off at home and then you'd go. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Every time I'm telling a story and I'm like, okay, well, he didn't say that, but. <laughs> you get it. I'm exaggerating. Okay. Let's just say for the purpose of this whole story, I'm exaggerating a little bit. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! I always so, when um, people tell me I'm exaggerating, like I can't help it if I should have been an actor, and I'm just so good at portraying emotions. Okay, <laughs> you know that's what they were thinking. Yeah, I wasn't being dramatic. I am dramatic because I am drama. Right. <laughs> it's me sipping my coffee, my iced coffee. Oh, Your tea. <laughs> yes. She spilled it. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh shit. Oh God! All right. As as you were. Anyway, (laughs) Jem realized the story. um, The stories that Will tells always paint him in the worst light, and for some reason, he just wants to be seen that way. Obviously, since he's the one making up the story. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, he's like in the back of the room. He's like, "Did you hear about that Will Heron (laughs) deal?" Fucking hell. That would be hilarious if he's the like the the culprit behind all the rumors about him. <laughs> but I imagine him yes. looking like the villain. Gosh, what's his name from the frog princess? What? He's the Jafar. voodoo man. He's got like the top hat and stuff. Uh-huh. You mean <laughs> Princess and the Frog? Yeah, not what the did frog I say? Princess? The frog princess. You said oh, the sorry. frog princess. I knew. It's cool. I was going to say Tiana, and I knew that wasn't right. 90s cartoon. Because you know how they had those, like, they had the Barbie ones, but then they had, like, the not Barbie ones. (laughs) Yeah. Like, straight to video. (laughs) Dr. Vasilier, the shadow man. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Shadows. That's what he is. He's in the background. (gasps) Did you hear about what a bitch Will Arendelle is? (laughs) He glamours himself. Uh, oh shit so yeah that's basically what i think too like he's trying to be a gangster and he wants jem to know he's dangerous <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so anyway um tessa is surprised that jem still trusts will knowing that he's a big fat phony he's a big fat phony <laughs> <laughs> sorry quoting more tv uh so she asks if will has um ever talked to jem about his parents and Jem says basically like here and there, but nothing really like substantial. So the gist is from what Will has told Jem or Jem has found out. I think Will has told him this. Anyway, his dad fell, Will's dad fell in love with Amundi and the council refused to make her a shadow hunter. So he was like, I'm out. 
Deuces. Bye. And they moved to a remote area in Wales before Will was born. And the clave was like super T.O.'d. <laughs> and Tessa asks what I was thinking. And she's like, so Will's only half a shadow hunter? But no. Jen explains <laughs> that the Nephilim blood is dominant. Now I'm going to read this next part because it would be hard to explain. <sighs> so he says, <laughs> that's why there are three rules for those who leave the clave. First, you must serve, um, sever contact with any and all shadow hunters you have ever known, even your own family. They can never speak to you again, nor can you speak to them. Second, you cannot call upon the clave for help, no matter what your danger. And the third, what's the third? End quote for a second. This bitch has to continue to interrupt him the whole freaking time. <laughs> Kidding me? Okay, resume quote. <laughs> Even should you leave the clave, said Jem, they can still lay claim to your children. End quote for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, a couple of things. Yeah. Okay, so why would the clay or the council refuse to make anyone a shadow hunter? Okay, yes. because if they're not worthy, they die. Problem solved. Yes. The cup is scary. Well, right. You know what? That could be what you're because you remember how you were talking like, why not just make Thomas a shadow hunter? Maybe Mm -hmm. they're just not into using the cup now for some reason or whatever. But like Valentine's that sounded really smart. Some reason (laughs) or whatever. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Insightful. (laughs) (laughs) But I just I'm just like, dude, like, why wouldn't you? And then. Like if 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 they it works and they become a shadow hunter, you know that they're like worthy. The angel yes. said they're worthy. So like, who the fuck are you to say they're not, right? And if they die, then she, you know, problem solved. You're right. Can, yeah, Bye. your kid can marry who they who you want them to. I don't fucking know. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna get to something that I just said. Anyway, so. <laughs> Jem continues explaining that basically every six years until the child is 18, someone from the clave comes to ask the child to join the Nephilim. So my guess would be that it starts at their 12th birthday. If it's every six years, I doubt they'd want like a six year old running around without a parent telling them to just like knock it off. But I think they start at six years. Yeah. Yeah. My guess would be wrong because Jim explains that when Will comes to the Institute, he had already been asked to join twice and refused. So he must mm. be a little over 12 when he came if he had refused twice. Mm-hmm. Who wants a six-year-old? We can do with them. Train like Charlotte was going to take care of him? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. She That's took what they're there for. Yeah. <laughs> but can you imagine? Charlotte- <laughs> like, huh? like, I have a no soliciting sign and you are not <laughs> listening. Yep. It's like they have the sign that you have out front of their house. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have it all. We found Jesus. We like our vacuum. Please leave us alone. <laughs> That's what mine says, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because isn't Charlotte just a few years older than Will? I mean, technically, yeah. So when he came there, she was probably 18. Okay. She had just... She is like the new. She was in charge. Yeah. Well, yeah, because she's only twenty five now, right? Okay, and they're I like seventeen. She was younger than that. Okay. Or twenty three? Is it twenty three? Yeah. So that would make sense, I guess. Yeah. If she's twenty three, she could be on the older mm-hmm. side of twenty three. So she could have been barely eighteen. 
Yeah. yeah. She was, it says, um, <clears throat> I think she's 23. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So anyway, um, he but was, what, maybe he, she wasn't in charge though. I, she was because she de- did everything with Will when yeah. he got there and stuff. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte was telling this story to Jem and apparently when Will got there, he was like dirty, like he'd been sleeping on the streets and like probably on the road while he was traveling. I think he even says like in the bushes, very specific. Anyway, <laughs> when Charlotte answered the door, Will told her that he is a shadow hunter and he had nowhere else to go. So she had to let him in. So oh. I, maybe she just answered the door, but I'm assuming since she, she kind of took care of things with Will, she was in charge. <laughs> Um, so Tessa, of course, has loads of questions, but Jem is like, whoa, just listen. This is telephone game. Okay. I heard this all from Charlotte. Will has never actually told me any of this. And, um, Charlotte said that Will's parents came looking for him a few weeks later, but Will refused to see them. So I guess when I said the gist is I was saying that Charlotte, because I wasn't sure if Jem knew this from Will, or, or if maybe some of this he knows from Will, or if all of this is from Charlotte. Probably mm-hmm. all from Charlotte. Anyway. So much traffic. Jem always... I, I love... Oh, sorry. I, no. I love that Will was, was a dick at 12, too. Because he's like, <laughs> I, I'm a shadow hunter. I have nowhere else to go. You have to let me in. Listen, yep. little boy. <laughs> I don't have to do shit. Send you to the workhouse. That's horrible. I would never do that. That's horrible. <laughs> well, I was going to say something even worse, and I am not because that is mean. <laughs> so keep it to myself. If I don't have anything nice to say, I won't say anything at all. Mm. Anyway, I agree. You're going to text it to us, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was stupid. It was stupid. <clears throat> so anyway, Jem, <laughs> always the honorable, tells Tessa that if Will wanted him to know any of this information, he would have told him himself. So for now, he just gets his cheese made from Charlotte. <laughs> um, so the two are sitting all cozy, and Tessa thought that Jem might reach for her hand, but he didn't. I think he actually <laughs> kind of like reaches past her or something like around her. Awkward. Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> When I was in the sixth grade, I was getting an award in front of the entire school, and I thought my teacher was going in for a hug, but she really was going to turn me around because my mom was there, and it was really embarrassing. Like, one of the most embarrassing things that's ever happened to me. My skin is crawling. A hug. And, like, (laughs) (coughs) terrible. That's so bad. That's so bad. Yep. Sixth grade me. So anyway, I imagine that um, Tessa didn't like reach in for a kiss. So at least she probably wasn't embarrassed. (laughs) So finally, she asks Jem. um, She asks about Jem. Like, tell me about you now. I guess I'm tired of talking about Will finally. And so she asks him um, why he came to the institute instead of this institute instead of going staying in Shanghai. And he explains that his parents were murdered by a demon at the Institute and Jem was sent away for his own safety. And I am curious how a demon got into the Institute. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think we find out. Maybe it was in like the yard. Okay. Maybe it was outside of it. You're right. Okay. Before we get too far. Uh Uh-huh. You just want to mention Jem says to Tessa 
the reason that he thinks Will is friends with him and buddy buddy with him is specifically because he didn't ask him about his past. Mm. Oh, okay. So that's yeah, what we, we know for sure that, that. Sorry. Yeah. We know for sure he's getting all of his cheese made from Charlotte because he's never asked him about it before. Cause he's like, okay. if he wanted to tell me, he'd tell me. And he thinks that's and, the yeah. reason. Yeah. And he says that, that will has given him little bits and pieces before, but yeah. like it wasn't prompted. It was just, things mm-hmm. that he said and Jem is just real good at playing the long game and sitting back and being <laughs> like I'm just writing down my notes <laughs> today Will told me his dad likes yellow <laughs> right <laughs> it's going on his on his Charlie Day murder board <laughs> exactly yep <laughs> oh so Jem goes on to explain that his dad um, was British and spoke English why do I have a question mark there? It's not a question. Anyway. Oh, because no. there, there's a question. He said Tessa that his dad was British, oh, which duh. means he yeah. could speak English. Jim could yeah. speak English. He was asking, he was sort of yeah, giving it as like, I don't know why I'm here. Like my dad is British and spoke English, I guess. Like, I don't know. That's why. Huh. Anyway, Jim um, explains his idea of um, different ways Mondays um, and he explains the different ways Mondays and Nephilim view people, I think is what I'm trying to say here. Okay. <laughs> so he feels that Mondays only see a boy who is not totally foreign, but like not like them either. And Tessa's like, mm. oh, like me. Of course, she has to chime No, in. bitch. <laughs> not like yep. you. Yep. Half one thing and half another. <laughs> but no, at least you're human, she says. Dude, seriously. And so in complete gem fashion, he says, you are. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop talking. He says, as you are in all the ways that matter. Mm. Nope. That's also not what he said. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Take three. <laughs> And in complete gem fashion, he says, as are you in all the ways that matter. There we go. I got it. It's beautiful. (laughs) Oh, I'm not used to my sections being this long. Sorry. (laughs) My brain can only handle so much. You're like, I'm starting to get cotton mouth. Shit's going wrong. Yeah, I don't even have a water with me. So... Anyway, before things get too intense and Tessa thinks he's reaching in for another kiss or something, (laughs) (laughs) they decide to hit the road, Jack. But as they um, start to get up, they notice the couple that had been, like they had noticed that this other couple was around them, um, is now sort of blocking them. And Jem tries to politely excuse himself around them, but no. Finally, they could make out like their features. These people were close enough. And it's foggy, so I don't know that we have that much fog here, though, in Portland. I will say that. We don't get no. much of that. I can't imagine super dense fog all the time. When it's like that, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's like we get like fog at the beach, so I bet it's just, you know, rolling in off the... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. The whole island factor. Yeah. So they can finally see these people through the fog, and Tessa recognizes at least the man, I think, and um, he recognizes him as the Dark Sisters driver, an automaton. And Tessa's like, no, bitch. <laughs> nope. That's what happened. 
God damn it. <laughs> he tells Tessa, no, bitch. I work for the Dark Sisters, but I belong to the Magister. Okay? Ooh. I only serve him. And he tells me, he tells me that I have to deliver a message to you um, that we declare war on the Nephilim because they destroyed the Magister's house and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like Jay and Silent Bob. Who's <laughs> all you fucks. <laughs> I am the commander. It's like, we're going to make you, we're going to shit our shit, then make you eat the shit that was made out of our shit. Or what does he say? That sounds right. That sounds yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. So <laughs> they keep asking questions, but this automaton is like not up for Tessa's shit. Okay. <laughs> this chick just repeats the same message that that Miranda chick had said to Will and Jem when they found her at the Dark Sisters house. Like, super ominous message about, like, not alive, but not dead or something like that. Wait, <laughs> Kristen? Hmm? Beware. Oh, Beware! Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, it was fight time. So, Jem attacked this man with his, like, seraph cane, I guess. And, um, mm-hmm. he like, he hits him in the chest. And then he's like, oh, thank God, it is an automaton. Like, he wasn't sure. (laughs) (laughs) He could just be murdering a Mundy for standing in his way. Who knows? Fuck. (laughs) Uh, And then it was a mono-e-mono duel. Which, by the way, when I Googled mono-e-mono, it actually doesn't mean what I thought it meant. (laughs) It doesn't mean, like, one-on-one or it means something else. And I can't remember. Hand-on-hand, I think, is what it means. It's weird, Um, right? Okay. I think it would be like M A N O, mano y mano. Oh, yeah. Because mano is hand in Spanish. Yeah, that's true. But I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. I don't Instead know. Instead of mono, the, the di- kissing disease <laughs> that you get in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Maybe that's why? Yeah, it's M A N O, mano a mano, okay. hand okay. to hand. So, my bad. Anyway, um, the man attacking Jem and the woman is attacking Tessa, of course. And the woman was able to grab Tessa by the wrist. And since she's a robot, it, like, really hurt. And this chick is, like, super strong because she's a robot. And so Uh. Tessa, like, scrapes at her skin trying to, like, get her off of her. And it peeled like a banana because it's just skin on metal. (laughs) Yep. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I have goosebumps and my eyes are watering. I don't like that. Uh Uh-uh. Oh. oh, I know. I can only imagine. How the do you peel a banana? So do you feel from the, the the stem or the bottom? I do the stem. Me too. What are you talking about? A banana. How do you peel it? Oh, from the bottom. You don't peel it from the stem? No. Okay. I no, think it's harder pin- to peel it from pinch- the bottom. Well, you just pinch it. You pinch it, and then you pull it apart. And then the stem is like your little handle. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I don't eat them. I peel them for my kids. So I guess I'm not thinking about a handle. I always fuck it up when I try to do it from the stem. I always end up, like, smushing, like, the top. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. The tip of it. (laughs) Yeah. I use my fingernail. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm I'm usually cutting it up for cereal, so. Oh, okay. Knife. Anyway, that wow. is not that important. was riveting. 
That was riveting. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> my whole portion, I apologize this evening. That was a disaster. It was a dumpster Glad we fire have this discussion of information. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Every time. <laughs> okay. So Tessa tries to grab our hand back, but only... Um, okay, sorry. I wasn't ready. Tessa tries to grab her hand back, but that only moves the clockwork creeper closer to her body. Like, it up because she won't let go of a wrist. Yeah. So Tessa Ugh. draws back to kick out. Good for her. Um, but Jim is there just in time and slices off the robot's arm like Darth Vader slicing Luke Skywalker. Aw, shit. Just lobs it straight off onto the floor. My it's hand! <laughs> That's not the same part, but still. <laughs> So the hand, freed from its mechanical master, releases from her wrist and falls to the ground. And the automaton starts advancing on Jem. He's like, you got me? I'll get you back. And then he sends her reeling backward. He's just jabbing her with the cane. Like the blunt end of it. It's not even the knifey end. He's just like, knifey back, she devil. end. Back. <laughs> the lady's end. arm crawling around like it or whatever. What is that? Thing. Thing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So he successfully jabs at her enough that um she like straight up falls over the side of the bridge. Like she topples over the <laughs> side of it. Successfully Great. completing a scene out of my worst fears playbook. <clears throat> so my car is gonna do when I'm on a bridge. Oh my gosh, Robin. We're learning so much about your fears through That's this sorry. whole series. It's you mean everything? Life. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Murder birds, bridges. Got it. Yep. Walking out the front door. Yeah. That's good. So Tessa turns to Jem, who's bleeding from the face. I'm sorry, I'm remembering Ebola was recent too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the Robin from the face, no. I bet he looks real hot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Jim's bleeding and he's out of breath, which is he must be the only shadow hunter I can relate to because same. Uh-huh. For real. It's like you just battled a robot. I just walked up the stairs. We're both out of breath. Did we just become best friends? Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. <laughs> So he's standing, um, staring at the flailing coachman dude who was still moving despite being decapitated. And I've heard Jim that happens like chickens, a chicken. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. So Jim gets up and the pair check on each other. And Jim is physically all right, but he's a little creeped out by the automatons. So he's like, oh, those things aren't my friends. It's not my jam. And like clockwork, Jim looks past Tessa <laughs> and sees another Put six. On, I did. I finger gunned, by the way. Oh, that's nice. That's real nice. You can't see me, but it happened. So another six robots start making their way towards them on the bridge. Fast. Make my way downtown. Be able to go. What? Making the way. Making my way downtown. <laughs> Walking fast over the bridge to kill you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, it's so war. Jim, I don't know if I used this word right, and I forgot to retract his blade. He put it back in. 
he sheathed his blade back into the <laughs> stick. Cane. The cane. I didn't realize it came out. I thought it was yeah, attached he pushed to the, the button bottom. And it was That's like, cool. It's like a, you know, the knife. Retractable knife. Yeah. Like a yeah. switchblade. Okay. Switchblade. That's the word I'm looking for. Okay. But in a stick with a jade handle. Cane. Anyway, the blade goes back in and he told Tessa to run, which only makes me think of Rose and the 10th Doctor. And I am 100% here for it. <gasps> uh-huh. Yeah. That, I don't know what that is. That's it. It gets you. It fucking gets you from the first episode. You're yep. like, yep, okay. I see I see why I would follow this guy. I would. Yep. I would. No. Why? <laughs> God, I had to Google it. David Tennant, no. Yes. Ah. A million times yes. Sorry. I gotta go. <laughs> Hanging up my earbuds. Bye. I'm just kidding. Okay, so... <laughs> To solidify more of the Rose and Doctor vibes, they're running hand in hand as a gaggle of robots keeps getting closer. Doesn't that and seem like, like it would slow you down? Tell me. Yes, dear. It's the ninth Doctor that grabs her in the mannequin, like uh-huh. when they're underneath and pulls her, right? Okay. Yeah. I just, I'm making sure. I'm making sure. Mm-hmm. How many doctors <laughs> are there? Thirteen? Yeah. Okay. I was going to tell you information you don't care about nor need to know, so I'm going to (laughs) go back to Shadowhunters. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Okay. So, the Cybermen. That's another word I can use. Cybermen. This is great. (laughs) Tessa could tell that they were all dressed up as men. The same as the coachman was. So it's like, it seems to me like they have one of those, like, newspaper flat (gasps) caps on. Yeah. What? Hold on. Okay. Technically speaking, since the skin is an organ, they're cyborgs. Because they're a combination of mechanical parts and organic material. And your, your skin is the largest organ on your body. Right. Just saying. Just saying. Okay. I just, we need a list of names to call these people. This is the hardest part I had this whole thing. Anyway, (laughs) they're running. The other people are running. Tessa and Jim reach the end of the bridge and they're trying to swing back and Tessa slipped on the stairs, but Jim was able to keep her on her feet and, um, his chest is slamming up and down like he's running out of breath. And Tess is worried because according to the Codex, shadow hunters can run for miles. And, like, there's something wrong with Jim. <laughs> something seriously wrong here. There's something seriously wrong here. So Jem pulls away from her and his face is, like, tight with pain. And she wants to ask if he's okay. But before she can have that moment, he grabs her hand and they start, like, running again. So they finally reach a place where Jem's able to get them between two buildings in a narrow alley. And, and then they kiss. they're like, huh? Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, and then they kiss? Like Spider-Man? <laughs> he just like, he's like, hold on, let me get upside down. Just a minute. I'll, I'll breathe better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it helps my asthma. Gravity. <laughs> so Tessa notes that the cobblestones on the, the buildings are like grimy and slimy and wet. And there's drying clothes hanging out of the window, flapping around like ghosts. 
So it's a whole scene. It's 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 no good. Then we find out that Tessa's feet were quote <clears throat> screaming in her fashionable boots, her heart slamming against her chest. And finally, I feel vindicated. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I knew it. Her feet had to hurt on those shoes. Absolutely. And it's probably cobblestone, which is worse because you're it's uneven. Yep. She's gonna break an ankle. Yep. You're bruising my neck meat. <laughs> exactly. I think you go to mole. Okay. On the other side of the alley, Tessa's able to see the institute and they had to like where they just gotta push through the pain and make it through the gate. Much like I imagine myself trying to run away from that tsunami, guys. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot. Add that. Fucking hell. Ebola. It's good. Tsunamis. Which I didn't I didn't imagine the institute being that close to the bridge. Like they walked past a whole downtown, they saw the Devil's Tavern, all the stuff, and then they took the long route there, and they're taking okay. a shortcut okay, home. That's fair. You know, the I was thinking route. that too, but because it does seem like this place that just happens to be Jem's favorite place in London is relatively close to their house, and I imagine London is pretty large, mm-hmm. right? Well, How and he did know, say that bro? it's not far. Yeah, he, he did say that. To go, yeah. yeah, he was yeah. like, it's not far. He knows his limits. Like, <laughs> he can't go too far. And the way that they describe <laughs> the breath. streets, it's like a it's like a maze of, of streets. So, yeah, I could see them, like, taking, like, the main street around. And then he's, like, taking her through these, like, gnarly alleyways on the way back home. He's like, we just got to right. get it. We got to go before right. I die. We got to go. <laughs> we got to go, kids. Get your shoes. <laughs> Wear so. your socks. They make it. Uh Okay. All the running, all the craziness, they make it inside the courtyard. And Jim's able to lock the gate just in the nick of time. And the automatons reach there and they stood outside. They're crashing against the gate like a horde of Hollywood zombies and any post-apocalyptic virus out of control movie that you'd like to pick. They look like that. Netflix has a whole category. Yes. (laughs) I've never watched them because it's too real. So I can't <laughs> tell you one. Because I don't know. But you pick. It's like a choose your own adventure book from Goosebumps. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I like it. So Jim's holding onto his side like he has a stitch in his side and he's breathing really heavily. Again, relatable. And mm-hmm. Tessa tries to grab his hand, but he backs away and he's like, get inside. Save yourself. I can't go on. And she's like, are you hurt? And he says, no. Like, this, you took valuable time. Something, why? Why do you care? Yep. He's he's obviously not doing okay. Right. Clearly Don't do that. Help. What are he you going help. to do differently if he's not right. okay? Yeah, just focus. Run inside and get everybody else. She also can think of his will. Where is Will? He went to the store. Right. Someone go get him. Fucking, he went to the store. <laughs> he went Gotta down to Wawa down. for a hoagie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what was it? Focus. Who am I kidding? 
This is London. He went down to Burnside for a cold brew. Okay. Was trying to think of, remember that thing that was taped to the desk? Focus, follow one course until terminated. What was it? Yes, it's an S. Follow one course until until successful. Until successful. Yep. That's what she needs to do. She needs to focus. Follow one course until successful. Help Jim. That's right. Anyway. Whew. Sorry. (laughs) Just then, one of the clockwork dudes is able to slip his hand under the gate just enough to start pulling on the iron chain. That's it's kind of like so the gate's locked up and there's this iron chain around it and he starts yanking at it, right? And he's just la la and he's gripping it so hard that the dead person's flesh that was covering his iron skeleton starts peeling off at his fingers. Uh, no. Mm. And that's attached with magic, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what we decided. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be like, mm. yeah, so Tessa like decides that. that she's not going to give up um, and she's not going to put up with Jim. Okay, sorry. Tessa decides that she's not going to put up with Jim giving up and she grabbed his arm um, and when she touches him, she feels that his skin's really fevered hot and she's like, come on, bro, we're doing this. And he groans but obliges, staggering and leaning against her as they trudge up the steps to the church entrance. And when they reach the top of the step, like the very top step, Jim falls um, out of her grasp and lands on his knees and choking, coughing. His whole body starts spasming. Dude. Dude. And of course, just then, the gate burst open and the clockwork gang slipped through. And Tessa remembers at this point that Will tells her that you have to have shadow hunter blood to be able to open the door to the Institute. Mm -hmm. So she can't do anything. So she's like reaches up and rings the bell, but there's no sound because you know, you could hear it throughout. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's empty. So she turns back to Jem and she's like, Jem, you got to get up. You got to open the door. And he like kind of looks up at her and his eyes were open, but there's no color in them, which has got to be just freaking creep. She describes him as looking like marbles. Yeah. Mm, What kind of thing just makes it? It reminds me of like when Lupin starts turning in Prisoner Uh of Azkaban and his eyes are just gone. Like, whoa, no thanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) So she's like, she's yelling his name. And he tried to get up, but his knees gave out. And he falls onto the ground again, and blood starts coming out of the corners of his mouth at this point. Gosh, he really is sick. Yeah. And the robots by now have made it to the foot of the steps and started to swarm upward. And Tessa starts, like, slamming against the door, pounding her fist on the hard oak. And she could hear the knocks echoing back, but there's no one there. No one's coming. So she decides to give up that plan, turns away from the door, um... And then she sees that this creature had made its way over to Jim and gra- like she was grabbing onto his chest and like ripping at it. So Tessa picks up Jim's cane and she's like, get away from him. Leave gets Brittany the- alone. <laughs> That's what she did. It's <laughs> exactly what she said. Yep. So the automaton stops and straightens itself up, and its face was smooth and featureless with no nose, like freaking Zeke the plumber. Uh-uh. 
from Salute Your Shorts. You know what I'm talking about. Salute Your Shorts. Holy shit. So that's a deep cut. Yeah. Jem's shirt's open and there's blood all over Zeke's hands. And he starts like <laughs> wriggling his fingers at Tessa, like to taunt her. And then he pulls yeah. a Barry Goldberg and just runs away through the gate. He's like, Warriors, come out to play. <laughs> and then he just books it. Bye. <laughs> I saw that movie on, like, it was on demand somewhere. I can't remember which of my streaming services it was on I have no idea but I was like I have never seen that movie I haven't actually seen it either and so I I was like maybe I should and then I watched the trailer and I'm like this is ridiculous I don't want to watch this movie (laughs) this looks so stupid I'm pretty sure Audrey and I watched it together because you just have (laughs) to (sighs) so Tessa tries to move to Jim but the rest of the sea gang running out of names here <laughs> blocked her path like the black knight and they're like none shall pass <laughs> then a pair of hands reached out for her and she swung jim's cane making contact with the side of its face and the impact sends zaps up her arm which is just crazy like her arms ringing with the pain from it and his head whipped back instantly and she swung out again this time it hitting its shoulder so then the other dudes decide to step in. They're like, maybe we shouldn't just stand here and watch our friend get hit in the face. Like, maybe, maybe. we should do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they start reaching out their creepy ass hands at her. And they yank the cane from her grasp. And then, like, the one guy who grabbed it slammed it down on its knee and broke it in half. Like, that's a At first I thought like, you meant broke his knee in half. No, no, broke the cane. That's like a mom rage move. Like, you guys can't chew the toy. I'm going to take it. Yep. I like that sound effect. That was very. <laughs> that it breaks. Yeah, just. <laughs> <laughs> like they're playing with a whoopee cushion. They just rip it. So Tessa tries to run, but a pair of hands catch her shoulder and starts pulling her backwards. And I'm going to petition to rename this chapter to Perfect Timing because just then. The doors to the Institute swing open and Figure stood in the doorway bathed in the light. And then something comes whirling past Tessa's head. I said Tressa, but her name's Tessa. <laughs> and it gazes her cheek and slams into the metal of the person it that's It gazes to her cheek. Gazed. It was like, I see you. <laughs> For some reason, I, I've typed Tesla a couple times too instead of Tessa and I don't know why. So she looks up to see Charlotte standing over her and Charlotte's face is pale and set and she's got this sharp disc in her hand. I'm wondering if they're, what were they? Shaka Khan's? Yeah. yeah. The, what Hodge, what Hodge had? Yeah. yeah. And so there's, there's this one that's buried into the clockwork's chest and then Charlotte's got the other one. And around her, the rest of the automatons are freaking out like an assaultron from Fallout 4 sparring up with the shadow hunters from the institute and henry and will were able to kill one each and charlotte got two on her way down the stairs because she's a freaking bamp and then the two remaining robots decide to just gtfo and they tried to run out the gate but charlotte and henry chased after them while will remained to ask tessa like what the fuck dude like what happened 
and like are you okay where's jim so she's like i'm fine jim's like over there Mm -hmm. she pointed to like this crumpled figure by the door so will's face goes blank and he's like turns and runs to his pair bow tie and he tries to get Jim to respond. And when he didn't, he call, starts calling out for Thomas to come help him carry Jim inside. And he's yelling something else. But Tessa's really too dizzy to realize what he's saying. But she's just like, I assume he's probably just yelling at me. Like, I know he thinks this is all my fault. If I hadn't, like, let my emotions get the best of me, then he wouldn't have, like, Jim wouldn't have come out here to find me. And then, like, we wouldn't have gone to the bridge and, like, you know, et cetera, et cetera. She just hears Clavin Covenant whispered above her as she passes out. (laughs) We never know why. We never know why. (laughs) Nope. You don't need to. (laughs) So, in the nick of time, Thomas... (laughs) comes out the door and he looks like he's woken up like his hair's all messy and he goes to Jim without saying anything and then together he and Will brought Jim inside and then Tessa looks out over the courtyard this is a weird way to end the chapter but it's how it did so I'm just gonna give it to you as is so Tessa looked out over the courtyard and she feels kind of odd and she's wondering if it's like the sudden silence after the battle and then she notices the clockwork creature parts and like fluid spilled all over the yard. And then it says the moon was shining down on everything the same way it had had only a while before when Jim had told her that she was human. In scene. That's deep. Interesting. That was the last part wasn't a quote. I paraphrased it, but basically mm-hmm. that's what she remembers. Right on. That was a long, like, there's a lot to explain. Yeah. It was a short, long chapter. Schlong. <laughs> yep. And Wayne's with that, right? <laughs> what'd you say? I just feel like that sounded like something that would have come from Wayne's World. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So make sure that you've read chapter 15, Four in Mud, for next Four week's episode. Mud. Okay. For behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworlder Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.